1: Broadcasting from the heart of Studio City, this is the Napsock Files, new in 2017, back up and running. And speaking of up and running, I've got a great guest today. She's returning to the Napsock Files, one of the best interviews from the uh, first run of the show. Uh, she came on and talked about her childhood growing up in the mean streets of uh, Boston, and uh, outside of Boston, and her father running for city government, and her stealing whiskey glasses from bars. We learned a lot about her, but a lot's changed. It is... My ex-work work wife, Roxy Stryer.
0: I'm still your work wife. We just don't We just work, work at different places. <laughs> it's still true? I don't like ex being in front of us in any kind of okay. way.
1: Okay. We're still legally work wife and work husband. It's
0: not official yet. We haven't signed any papers. No, okay.
1: The the lawyer's been looking for me. I've been running (laughs) and refusing to sign. Roxy Stryer, so currently uh, the the host of TV fights over on Screen Junkies, Screen Junkies Plus. I hope you're all still watching. I had the absolute privilege of being your fact checker, co-producer for about a year, right? A year plus. You left me. I left you. A year
0: plus. Screen Junkies Plus. A year plus. You figured it was time to go. It's okay though.
1: You, uh, you just you couldn't love me anymore, and I was like, I got to get out of here. Hi, Ken. I, <laughs> I got to get out of here.
0: No, we no. had so much fun. We did, and honestly, we got to get you back on the show, just even mm-hmm. if it is fact checking. But I'd rather see you fighting. Okay. Uh, I miss you. It's going well. It's yeah. definitely going well. Billy's great. He's the new fact checker producer. Billy Business for sure. But there's something about that Ken and Roxy duo. <laughs> uh,
1: hey, Ken. Hey, Roxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I still have my T-shirts.
0: Me too. It I wear it to bed sometimes.
1: You wear it to bed sometimes? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I don't. Oh. Huh. Okay. I'll wear a hat. I'll wear my TV fights hat. I don't have that. Actually, I don't know where I have that. We need that. Uh, The hat? A TV fight's hat. Yeah,
0: but the problem is we're always wearing the cans.
1: The cans getting away.
0: You can't put the hat under the cans. Um, How how
1: much fun has that been for you? And for me, it was fun watching you grow into something I already knew you could do. But you really took that over under tough circumstances, really.
0: Yeah, and you know what's so crazy? You were there for the beginning. I was scared shitless for Mm -hmm. this job. Mm -hmm. It's not like I hadn't been hosting other shows, but I was usually just somebody who kind of gave my opinion, put in the color, ran my yeah. mouth off about whatever and this was super structured <laughs> yeah. and it was coming off of movie fights which was obviously mm-hmm. so popular and Andy does a great job with that show yeah, the host it's, the it's
1: show. his show it's his whether he judges his way and it's his personality that runs that show in a good way right so it's hard to capture that
0: so I'm definitely not him uh, yeah. and I tried to do a lot of mimicking him for the first few episodes and you would mm-hmm. say like it's okay to be Roxy or you know you can breathe at this part yeah or there's a part at the end called the speed round where everything happens really fast and I would speed through it as the host and,
1: <laughs> you were more nervous than the fighters
0: right and you would say like Roxy you're you're not actually fighting you're you're the host you can breathe and chill <laughs> out and I'd be like oh right right we're right uh, so it's kind of come as second nature now yeah About a year and a half in, I'm doing a lot easier with it. But at first, it was really hard.
1: It was really hard. And I want to tell here the exclusive story, kind of, of how you got that job. It was, it's fun. I mentioned it on uh, Emma Five came on, we talked a little bit about After Buzz and everything there. And that's, of course, where I first met you. And classically, we've told the story, we didn't necessarily get along. And for the first moment, you were kind of this brassy little bitch yelling about the studios, red light. Red light. Mm-hmm. And I was this old dude in a suit going, Who's this brassy little kid yelling at me about the red light? I was in radio when she wasn't even born. What is this? Which is not a fact. But not um, much has changed since Not that. much has changed. But um, when I got the job over at Defy, one of the first things was, uh, one of my tasks was to find. To host for TV fights, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of names that came to mind, and in one of those little clerical errors that just slips through, your name was on a list, but it was a list for me to email and go, hey, Roxy, you got any names? Mm-hmm. And you were like, I've got some, because this is how great you are, you were like, here's a list of people I think would be great for this job, and then you put, P.S., I, I like TV, too. Did I write that? You were like, oh, oh hey. it's so embarrassing. Hey. And I remember thinking, I read that, and I was like, oh, right. I write the answer, much like sometimes love, the answer's right in front of you. And I was like, we got to get, uh, yeah, Roxy, you're into. Yeah. And we brought in some great names.
0: But I did. I wrote down not people to make myself look better. I wrote no. down really great people. So I will give myself a little pat on the back for that because you I did. might have written a PS that I might be great. But <laughs> I gave you some good people.
1: That is where a test of your true character is because you're also kind of a den mother over at AfterBuzz TV. And you still are and you always were um, handling all of the HR side and finding hosts. So it's like if I go to you and say who's, who's a name I should know and you give me that name, I immediately trust you and you've never been wrong. So you, you gave me these names, and I brought... I mean, there's some heavyweights there. We, yeah, Kathy Kelly, John Rocco was on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roth Cornett came in to audition. Sasha Pearl, Pearl Raver. These are all mainstays now um, on other jobs or other shows. Scary as shit. <laughs> scary stuff. The, incredibly
0: scary. Are yeah. you? Can, I'm like a little kid sitting there thinking, <laughs> wow, what a crazy thing it would be to get this job. All of these people here I respect so much. Yeah. And because we've been working in the industry for... Uh, Quite a bit I knew who everybody was I I remember sitting In the waiting room Sasha Port Raver Has her Ren and Stimpy shirt on And I was like She picked a cooler shirt than me She's a more talented (laughs) host than me She's prettier She's got this Like Whatever it is Kathy (laughs) Kelly Same thing I'm like God How how yeah. am I going to do this? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the start of it.
1: And that was the start of it. And, and it was, it, you, you took that and won it to be very clear. Um, it came down to the end of some, some good names, but um, everyone in the room was like, this Roxy girl, we we like we like what's going on here and i almost i i voted for you raised my hand but i almost felt i had to abstain cuz i was just like guys i'm a big fan big fan roxy F- Stryer fan club number one member but they all knew that but i was like i i kind of wanted you to, to to your star to shine on your own and uh-huh. you did
0: i did a couple things to help myself out what I, are those I think things? that what's really important nowadays is to know that just showing up and hosting something is Clearly not enough. Right. There are so many, so many talented people out there. And that just doesn't go for hosting. That also goes for any kind of artist or anything you're doing Mm -hmm. in work. You can't just show up and do the bare minimum. So many people are desperate for a job these days that just showing up and just doing what's asked of you isn't going to work. So I came in Mm -hmm. to the audition— (laughs) <laughs> so it, it, just I so remember you know, my
1: mouth dropping when yes. this happened.
0: You know a little bit about TV fights. The way that it works is that you ask different questions, different kinds of questions, to the fighters. Yeah, uh, and these questions are prepared. And so I came in with two hundred questions. <laughs> So two, I two had two sides of paper. Yes. I had written 200 questions showing yeah. that not only could I host, but I could also help produce and that yeah. I was more creative than just somebody who would come in, not do the work and just start talking. So yeah. I showed up with all of these questions and I think that definitely helped. It abso-
1: absolutely helped. And the people listening who just are curious about the process, but also looking for any little bit of advice in this town. Every other person who auditioned did the same thing that we asked them, hey, come with some questions prepared. And I said, I think I said 10. Everyone did that. Everyone had great questions. Everyone had their sheet of 10 questions, and I think we would use two or three in the auditions, maybe. Sometimes we didn't even use them, but we, like, looked at the questions. You showed up with your paper of, of literally 200 questions.
0: And wholeheartedly meant this when I handed them to you guys at the end, and I said, if you don't go with me, that's totally fine. There's some kick questions in here. You should definitely right.
1: use them. And and I don't want to get so beyond. I You know, I... I I don't want to, it's inside baseball, but after you left and, and Andy Signor came up to the table and we're looking and he was like, she was good, she was good, she was good. And he didn't really know you much from anything. And I said, yeah, but here's what she did. She, she did these questions and he grabbed the paper, just looked, and just was like, oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> And there's just this silence like, yeah, that's how you do it. So that is one of your keys is preparation.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that one helped put me ahead a little bit. And then also the fact that what's really cool right now about the mm. industry is that they are so much more accepting and open of nerdy women. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of different companies that didn't even know all of these nerdy women out there existed because there weren't as many platforms right. for them to be seen on are now open arms to bringing in mm-hmm. nerdy females such right. as myself. So I think that helped too that, you know, I'm, I'm young, I'm a nerd, I'm a female. Sure. And that was something different to what they had at the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely a plus and and, and you came in and you owned it there and I remember watching your first episode the Test episodes I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever told you I was more nervous than you could possibly know because I wanted my my little kid here. It was like I was bringing you into the clubhouse. I wanted you to succeed so bad, I knew you could. But I saw this look of fear in your eyes for a second, and I was like, I, I was, I was, I was uncomfortably nervous.
0: Yeah, you I,
1: succeeded wholeheartedly, but that was that was a nerve wracking time.
0: It was really really scary, you know, when you respect all these people and you're me and you're scared. I understand, but as you, mm-hmm. it's even more nerve wracking when that's your pick coming in because right. if they blow it, then it looks like you blowed,
1: <laughs> then you blew it, blowed it. Did you blow it? I blowed it. I blowed <laughs> different I pair bloated. of pants, maybe. Like. Yeah. Better for bloating. Yeah. I had some frozen yogurt today. I'm bloaty. Did you? Um, yeah, it was a good lunch. Hey, okay. yeah. what
0: flavor?
1: Um, strawberry shortcake and um, Tahiti vanilla.
0: Oh, too basic. But you mixed it too, with the strawberry. I, I put okay. some strawberry
1: sauce, some some boba, um, some white chocolate chips, yes. and a little bit of cookie dough. Yogurt band? No, no, this is a pri- private-owned one near near my old uh, work location. Hmm. I had to get over and get a haircut today, and I treated myself to a lunch of froyo.
0: The hair looks really good. Oh, thanks, Kate. Yeah, you're yeah.
1: welcome. Yeah, I'm going to die of diabetes soon, but, you know.
0: At least if you're going to do it, bring me with you. No froyo for me. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. I
1: know, sorry. Sorry about that. But you succeeded, and preparation is one of your keys. I've watched you, though, with such pride in my eyes. When I left left Screen Junkies, it was hard. It was hard. But leaving your side was very hard. Um, I, it made me very emotional because I got to watch not just a, a professional, but just someone who brings so much joy to the job and to the people around you. But since I've met you, and you were always like this, that's one of the things you were—you know—you were the—you know, you, you were, the, were the woman in charge. That was why you were yelling about the studio light. No problems there. But I've watched you over this last year and a plus now. You've just become—you uh, have just taken charge. Of your career, your life, your hair—all
0: of those things. You're in
1: shape. You're Separately. in fighting shape. Yeah, not that you weren't before, but you could. You're you you're on top of things.
0: You need your body and your mind to be able to do what you want them to do, right? And that is something that I didn't realize for quite some time. Um, if you if you aren't mentally in shape and you mm-hmm. aren't physically in shape, then you're not able to perform at your best. And that sounds so strange coming from my mouth because we're talking about somebody who drank six to seven nights a week, right. like eight drinks a night.
1: Yeah, uh, when I first met you, it was like, yeah. party, party rocks. And,
0: and by no means was I like severely overweight no, or no, no. really struggling. I was still always crazy with work and always mm-hmm. doing work, but I was beating myself up because I was going to bed at five in the morning right? and I was usually drinking way too much and i was not going to the gym and i was not eating healthy and i would crash around 5 p.m and mm. it just was i couldn't live like that anymore and do all the work i wanted to do so i had to make some changes was
1: there a particular moment did you wake up in a gutter
0: no i didn't
1: <laughs> was, there, was there sun shone through the window and you went
0: oh you know i didn't wake up in a gutter ever. Uh, Pretty close, though. Uh, (laughs) But I I certainly had some moments. I couldn't tell you which one really did it, Mm -hmm. but it was a series of, like, the last five moments that made me realize, "Uh uh-uh. Like, I I cannot live like this, and I will not succeed, and I will not be able to follow my dreams if I don't stop. Right. And I can't. So... I started actively making changes, which is one of the scariest things in the entire world. Like right. when you decide that you can't live the way you're living, even though you're having so much fun and even though that's what you've known for however many years, that's really fucking scary. Yeah. It is. Um the the drinking thing, I thought I was going to have a drinking problem my entire life. Sure. And who knows, maybe... You, you were
1: born and bred that way almost. Yeah. I, you know, I,
0: I had alcohol t- poisoning twice by the time I was 15 years old. So it's like, right. I never thought that I would be able to not be that way. Right. Uh, and then, I don't know... I just kind of clicked. I, hmm. I I didn't stop drinking. You know, I'm I still yeah, I still absolutely go out and have drinks.
1: I'm disappointed. Um, we're recording this in the afternoon because we both have water.
0: That is very yeah. very true. But yeah. water uh, afternoon is a good time for mimosas. So next time, if mm. it is this time, my apologies to you. You know, yeah. but I, I don't know. I never thought that I would be able to stop that, and mm. I I did because I got too busy and my life mattered too much.
1: That's okay.
0: Which it was it's strange.
1: Strange that life matters to you.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> honestly, yes.
1: How so? Go uh, deep. Go deep.
0: I mean, I'm somebody who, like you, has mm. struggled before with depression and struggled sure. with many things, and you know, I'm I'm somebody who has been very, very close to the edge and yeah. probably didn't care much about life. Yeah. Um, and that's a feeling that. I don't have right now. It probably will come back at some point.
1: Sure. You never know. It's a lifelong fight. Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, But I, right now I'm doing okay and I want to wake up and I want to work and I want to succeed and I want to fight and I don't want to be somebody who ends up not doing those things. (laughs) I, I don't know how to describe it better than that. Like, Sometimes life doesn't matter to me, and that's such a sad thing to say. But, like, sometimes I just feel like I'm like, all right, life is relentless, and that's it. But sometimes it really, really fucking matters, and you have to fight for those times because... You never know when that's right around the corner, so...
1: Right, right. And as you've watched your career go, it's not because of dumb luck. It's because of preparation, meeting opportunity, and maybe being open to things and trying new things. Does that all factor into it, too? Because you were going along good, and we all can hit a certain level where you start getting a little, you know... This job leads to that job. That that's easy enough. But you were going good. But you were you were, you had a home base mm-hmm. after Buzz, which is a great home base. But then to see you start striking out and uh, going into other territories and watch your watch your skill level grow and your profile grow.
0: It's really easy to settle wherever you are in mm. life, and it's I mean it happens all the time and. Even again, I say this to not in the entertainment industry, to anybody, to people right. who are working construction, to somebody who works at a mattress store, to whatever. If that is what you want to do with your life, right. then that's awesome. But that doesn't mean there's not the next step of that, and that mm. there aren't layers to that. And just because I was at a company and still am at that company, yeah, you're I'm still, still there. over at AfterBuzz. I still love AfterBuzz, um, but that was going for me. And mm. if I didn't take another step. Mm -hmm. I would just still only be there. Um, So I think it's important to keep life interesting and to not just sit there and be wherever you are because that's where you are. Right. Does that make any sense? It it
1: totally makes sense because you can – that's why I got stuck in a spot for 17 years or didn't take risks. And if I hadn't taken that leap to go to Screen Junkies and leave a comfort zone. So that's my own personal success story where I'm proud of myself Yeah. where a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. It's just so easy to stay into that little cocoon
0: yeah my biggest problem isn't isn't uh, not being able to leave it's not being able to let go of the places that I am when I get the new places so mm. i I have worked the same job for the same people for seven years now right. And taken on every other job and never left any of my new jobs, (laughs) which is truly bizarre. I mean, usually when you talk to somebody, they get a new job, they leave where they are. Yeah. But because I freelance almost everything I do, it's like... I'm over at Afterbuzz and mm-hmm. I work for Maria Menunos and Kevin Undergaro full time in right. whatever it is that they need. And then I got hired at Screen Junkies and then I started working there and then I got hired more days at Screen Junkies. Right. And then I, this company Leafly, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get into at some point, but it's a cannabis company that I yeah. work for. I started working for them, and then all of a sudden I'm starting guesting over on Collider and over on Nerdist and over whatever, and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to keep on going. Keep on going. But
1: you don't leave anything behind you, and you got the Tomorrow Show you and work on with course, Kevin. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then the Tomorrow Show twice a week, um, which I love. That one is, like, so crazy because when I think, I always, when anybody asks me what I do for work, I always end up leaving that one out because, like, I feel like that is what I do. That's what I'm blessed with. Mm. That job is, like... I get to talk to the coolest people in the entire right. world, and it's at night, and we're drinking, so you know <laughs> I love it. Like, that job's amazing. But everything I do, I just keep picking things up and don't put anything down. And that's where I'm starting to get into a little bit of trouble.
1: That's where the trouble—so that's the next phase?
0: The, the next—well, because— you got you
1: to break some hearts. Well,
0: what do I—what <laughs> do you do? How do you just keep on—
1: well, eventually, it comes a breaking point where you're working so many things. yeah. is it is it is it a is it a sense of loyalty, which I'm sure has some to do or just its own kind of fear it's of leaving twofold. that twofold It's twofold. The you don't want to part, disappoint those people.
0: The first part is definitely loyalty, which is mm-hmm. to me the most important thing in the entire world. To anybody who's ever helped you, Damn you if you fuck them over because that is such a bad thing to do. And it's really important to stay loyal. Uh, But the second part is that I'm still gaining value from everywhere I am. Hmm. It's not like I'm at a single place where I'm like, well, I've gotten all I can get out of that. Uh, And I think once I feel that way, I would be able to leave a place. And there's a way to stay loyal while also leaving. But sure. I'm, I'm not anywhere that I'm done with.
1: You're, that's a, that's an interesting theory. And you, like I you said, you're probably learning new things. So at after Buzz, first you might have been learning the broadcasting side of things. Now you might be mentoring or and finding new talent. And that, that brings a new set of...
0: Learning how choices. to produce more. Learning yeah. how to handle talent and relationships more. And mm. all of these things that I'm faced with new challenges every single day. And I never thought that... I have friends that change jobs every six months to a year and they just will keep doing that. I, I feel like I would never be able to get everything I need from that job. So I just keep picking things up, and now I'm juggling a little bit.
1: You're going to have to put one of them down.
0: Uh, not, no, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're using Wh-
1: everything in. <laughs> what What is this Leafly one? I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm or. an old fuddy-duddy. <laughs> I'm like, what is she? Is she talking about the pot plants?
0: This is This is the weird one, because everything I do has to do with pop culture, <laughs> sure. television, movies, you know, the universe that we're in. Um, I have a friend who lives in New York who works for a management company who called me one day and said to me, a job came across my desk. Do you mind if I submit you for it? It has to do with cannabis. And I said, yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Thinking that nothing would ever come of it. I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. He called me the next day and was like, so you've booked this job. (laughs) And this is a cannabis company. It's called Leafly. It's an app. It's actually the number one medical app there is, like okay. for WebMD or anything else. Okay. And it talks to you about cannabis in different kind of ways. It can say what ailments are good with what strain or mm. how powerful, how strong, where you can find them, all different things. but it's like
1: it. it's like a resource,
0: yes, it's a resource, but it's a non. Because still in the cannabis world, there's a lot of, like, grimy things. uh, But this is a very powerful, very respectful company. Legitimate.
1: Um, It's very legitimate. They're bona fide. Yes.
0: And they... Because they started medically, so... Gotcha. They're awesome. And they started to do a show where they were going to have a host fly around the country Hmm. and go to different places that are creating cannabis products. So not just groweries, but places that are taking the actual plant and turning it into a concentrate. So you know how you see everybody walking around now with those pens that they're puffing? That's inside of that is a concentrate. So it's a cannabis concentrate. But there's different forms you can use that in. Now there's like concentrates that are topical that you can put on different things to help your skin. or Topical weed? Yeah. Uh, topical weed. What they're doing with it is really crazy. They're, one of the companies is creating an inhaler. So you push it gotcha. down, 10 milligrams of cannabis in. go into you. And a lot of elderly people are right, using right, that. Right, you right. can put it on your food, it helps a lot with pain. So there's just so many things. So much. They're sending me around to learn about these things, to be able to talk about these things, and then Putting that on what we call the interwebs, on the so TVs. that people can learn about it. Uh, the series was called "The Art of Extraction," right. uh, and the last segment of this was me getting incredibly, incredibly stoned because I'm <laughs> trying these products. Sure. And because you go through the whole process, and then they want to know what does this taste like? How does it smoke? Take, take a pinch. I'm take somebody who's been a cannabis user for my entire. I would say adult life, but sure. childhood, childhood, too. <laughs> i a cannabis user forever. Uh, it's very important to me. When mm. my mom was really, really sick, it yeah. helped her to extreme levels. She got down to 89 pounds. It was the mm. only way she was ever able to eat. I'm a tr- definitely in medical cannabis being legalized. The sure. biggest believer there is, but recreationally I am, too. Mm. Uh, but to anybody who says it shouldn't be medically Legalized, I have like a big,
1: big issue, a big,
0: big issue with because gotcha. I've seen what it can do. Right, um, but the point is that I am in support of it. So I've smoked for a while, right. and I thought this will be a breeze. Sure. Concentrates are a different beast. It's, mm. it's like a whole different kind of thing. And here I am trying to work and trying to do my job, trying to be professional, trying something to you, be professional, you take
1: very seriously.
0: And I've never showed up to work a day in my life high, just like yeah. I've never showed up drunk because that is not a professional thing to do. Right. And now I'm being paid to be high <laughs> at work, and I'm finding it incredibly difficult. Sure. It's like most people's dream, like, oh, yeah. yeah. But I've got to tell you, these comments on these YouTube videos, th- <laughs> there is nobody more brutal than the stoner community. Really? Holy shit, They're Ken. the
1: stoner trolls?
0: Stoner trolls are way worse than but any be- trolls on any network that I have ever worked
1: for. That's fascinating to me because they should be the most calm chill
0: people out there I would think so I was like I can't wait to be embraced by these people (laughs) this is my tribe they get me I'm home No. No. They are like, bro, she can't even clear the dab rig. Why is she hosting this show? Has she ever even smoked before? I'm like, do you understand that I had to take 10 takes to get that one
1: right, right, fucking
0: right. hit on camera? And I'm baked. They're like, she's acting like she's high. She's definitely not even high, man. It would have taken way longer than two minutes. I'm like, of course it would have taken longer. It's been two hours in right. my time. Like, what you're seeing in seven <laughs> minutes has been... Out- Of my life. Like, uh, I I can't believe it. I thought that they were going to be like, oh, this girl's very chill and she's teaching us about cannabis. I've gotten some of that, but a lot of it, a lot of it is like, why can't she even? Her lungs aren't big enough, bro. What?
1: I love your stoner voice, by the way. It, it's so um,
0: annoying. Like, embrace me, my people.
1: Th- that proves to me that the internet will just always be broke. When you, I, I understand in the movie nerd world, you're going to get uh, a lot of, uh, you know, bad fans and trolls and just in general on Twitter. But that would be the one spot where I think everyone would just be, like, taking a puff and, like, pressing a thumbs up.
0: They're sitting with their joints on the couch watching YouTube videos... <laughs> Be nice. Like, what the fuck is that? It it baffles me. I, I'm like you, Ken. I was thinking, this is going to be the one area. I found the corner of the internet that's going to love yeah. me. They're going to love me. No. And some of them, but then they attack each other. They're like, dude, back off. You don't know how hard it is to clear the rig, man. And they're like, oh, I've cleared the rig seven times today, bro. I, that's literally...
1: The whole thing. Explain to me clearing the rig. Okay, I, I'm I'm not a drug user, so I don't smoke. The I've weed. never
0: I've never used a dab rig in my life. Okay, it's like a bong. So yeah, what a bong is, that. but a bong is for the flour. A dab sure. a dab rig, the rig is for um the concentrate. So it's like gotcha. instead of the flour, it's that oily thing. Oily so thing. you put it in and then you mm-hmm. f- right, and then you hold it and then you yeah. F- like that. Yeah. So so you got to clear I the rig? Yeah. You got to clear the rig means to get all the smoke out instead of when you're <laughs> leaving the smoke in there because they're like, right. it's so rude. She's wasting somebody else's pot, man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I think that this company that is a multi-million dollar company is okay with me leaving a
1: little smoke. A little bit of... In the rig, clear but, the rig, man. Clear the rig. Clear the rig. Next
0: time I go, though, I'm gonna have to clear the rig because all these people. Oh, well, you have to. Well, I'm gonna have to because you know me. I'm a people pleaser.
1: And a, and you're a obsessive oh. compulsive professional.
0: Yes, and so I'm gonna end up so much more baked, and it's gonna make it so much harder to do my job. But if you are listening out there, people, I'm doing this for you. Okay.
1: <laughs> she's she's clearing the rig for all okay, of you. Exactly. Well, that so that is a clearly an interesting job. How far did you travel? I know you would sometimes be gone uh on um, you mean Colorado or places like yeah that, right? but I don't re- I didn't follow I was around the time I was leaving to junkies so,
0: so the series isn't done yet so gotcha. I'm not done traveling they're right now like Roxy give us your dates when can right. you come but I'm, I'm working, much, working so much I'm so trying long. to figure it out I went to Seattle a couple of times okay. and then in different areas of Washington as well okay. I went to Arizona uh, I went to Colorado Uh, a little bit up north in California. So just around
1: here. So around the West Coast, but there's more to go. But
0: their hopes, I think, eventually with this series, because there's still the East Coast and all the places to do, but eventually they wanted to take this to Israel and Morocco and see the different... Cultures there and how so things might, work. You might, you might
1: clear the rig all around the world,
0: or I might not. What if I can't? What if I can't clear the rig? Will I never be accepted? You might not. I might never be accepted. I think
1: they'll accept you. Um, but the thing is, too, it'll come around.
0: I have to practice to do that. Like, sure, I was going to say, are, are you? I practicing I have to increase my tolerance, yeah. but in the same way that I don't have time to drink all the time, I don't have time to smoke all the time. Yeah. So I hadn't smoked in a couple of weeks, and last night I was working really, really late, and I came home. And I was like, Roxy, you've got to practice, man. You've got to do <laughs> your job. Work. This is for work. This is for I'm work. I'm like, okay, first you got to get all your work done, and then you've got to do this. Right. So I'm sitting there. It like takes the enjoyment out of it for me. I'm sitting there, and I'm it's like, all right, Roxy. Okay, hit one. See how you do. I do it. I'm like, okay, you got to do bigger next time, Rox. Like by myself, sitting You're, there. Are you
1: talking aloud to yourself?
0: Literally, literally, literally? I'm like, okay, well, how much smoke do you think you got in that time? Did you clear the rig? No, there's a little smoke coming out the top. Oh, the oh, internet's gonna kill you for this one. You gotta keep practicing so this is
1: work now this is work this is like when i'm reading a star wars novel and i don't want to be anymore and i'm like but i have to because yeah. it's for work
0: but i i but you love it you I love, love it. star wars yeah. and i love and you, cannabis you love
1: clearing the rig or trying or to.
0: trying to but like who who cares if you only if you read the novel and you read the last page first who cares that's the way you <laughs> want to read it then that's the way you want to read it who cares if i don't clear the rig yeah. a lot
1: of people a lot of people do clearly a lot of people do um where where do you go from here? Do you have a plan? Uh, Other than taking on the world, do you have a plan? I I have a plan. What's this plan? Can you share some of the details? I'm sure some is for Roxy Stryer in her own mind or when she's yelling at herself about clearing the rig alone in her yeah. apartment or house there. Um What's some of the plan? How does a a young, powerful person like you take on the world?
0: I definitely used to say, I want to take over the world until I moved out here and started working for Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menunosa's
1: partner. And he's like, ah, she, they already have the world.
0: No, he told me, he goes, careful. I said, careful with what? And he said, careful who you say that to. I said, careful who I say I want to take over the world to. He goes, who's the last person that said that? Hitler. (laughs) And so that made me stop saying that because I was like, no, nope. well, technically he's right. I don't want to take over the world. Right, I'm not right, trying right. to take over the yeah. world. Just my little corner it's of just, it. Oh, just, just clear the ring just, a little bit. It's just the Roxy. So I would like to, right now, mm. and for a little bit, I've been mm. working on, because I'm a writer and I'm an actress, and yeah. that was what I came out here to do. And
1: that's so, so many of the hosts in the host world are like, oh, don't, don't forget I came out here to act and write. And it's strange because
0: yeah. all of a sudden, so I came out here. I The only reason, I went to three years of high school. I didn't go to four. And everybody was like, you're never going to go anywhere. And I came out to USC, which was my dream school. And I auditioned into their program. And they accepted right. me. All that. We, we, we know, did right. talk about that. So That's got, right. We talked yeah. about that. So I came out here to be an actress. Right. And then at some point, I started hosting. And that just took off quicker. But I am still writing, and I wrote this pilot that is doing pretty well um, right now. It we were, I wrote another one. This is the, the rewrite of everything. Um, and my dream is to be a host, create friendships and followings, and get enough of a following that I can create my own work, be able yeah. to produce a script, and to act in it. And see where we go from there. See where you go. So that is kind of the plan. Now, that's been the plan for a while. And sure. And life throws you wrenches, and you just got to screw them.
1: Yeah, you, you got to screw them. Yeah. What do
0: you do with the wrench?
1: Just make that hand motion again. Is okay. life throws you wrenches, you just yep. got to twist. Twist it? Twist, twist it from the middle.
0: Twist the wrench? Yes.
1: Yeah, screw, screw the Screw the wrench.
0: Life you get, hands you screwdrivers, <laughs> yeah, and you just, just got to screw it.
1: Just screw it in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of the screwdrivers that keep getting handed to me, I'm so, so grateful for, and mm-hmm. they're all helping me in this industry. Yeah. But eventually, I'd love to keep posting. I'd love to be producing. I'd love to be writing, and I'd love to be acting in things. Yeah. And I think that that's possible at this day and age. Like, it is. I don't think that you have to be just one. Um. But I want to be no. able to do all that. And I want to be able to tell stories. and
1: You like them stories.
0: I like them stories, you though. You like them stories. And everybody who knows me, anybody who knows me, knows I love television. Yes, I love yes. movies. But TV has affected my life and saved my life more times than I can possibly say. And I want to be able to do that for somebody out there. Like the little Kens and Roxys that are struggling <laughs> and sitting in dark rooms with yeah. their whiskey and, like, They're too young to be doing that. Yes.
1: That is so interesting, too. You talk about that where, again, because a lot of us came out here and this hosting industry, this media discussion world really is still young. Um, I look at something like After Buzz helped explode it into what it is by presenting this kind of post wrap up format and this... Media discussion world is is still so new. A lot of us are finding like for me as an old radio guy, it makes sense. But there's this point where I'm like, what am I doing on my own? I'm just commenting on other people's work, and I can do that and do that well. But what what else am I putting into society? That's where I question myself sometimes because I was a writer too, but I stopped, and then now I'm because of my job, I'm getting back into it. So this little weird tinge. Where, you know, Matt Key and I are like, hey, hey, bo- hey bro, you, you want to write still? Let's do some writing. But I think that you are doing it even
0: by doing this right now. You're telling other sure. people's stories. Like that's when the way that you do get mm-hmm. things out there into the world. And it's important to yeah. not just be... Picking fun or making fun, whatever, at other right. people's work. Because that's what critics are known for, for just right, being right. like, that sucks because of this, that sucks because that. That puts a little black hole in your heart when that's all you're doing. So yeah. that's why I love that you have this show and that you have all these other
1: ways to, to express to, yourself. To express and put it out. But it's it's weird. I'm finding a lot of us, and now definitely you included, are like, but I got to remember why I came out here or why I got into this. Um, yeah, For me, it's, again, as an old radio guy... Spinning tunes was something I could have been happy doing for a long time, but it didn't work out that way. But but so is it you are you really grasping onto that? Like, nope, I'm going to tell some stories like I'm not going to let myself get too far away from that.
0: Annoyingly so, because mm. my I, I've mentioned him a couple of times, like Kevin recently has said to me. You're not letting this go, are you? Right. He was like, I thought that maybe if I just made you fall in love with hosting at some point, you'd just kind (laughs) of let it go. But you're not letting it go, are you? And I was like, never, never. I mean, I've been acting since I was two years old. Yeah. the first and only present that I ever, ever begged for was a video camera. I would go around filming myself, saying monologues, memorizing things. like Oh,
1: where it, are those? Those are priceless. They're,
0: oh, my God.
1: They're probably too adorable my, to be my shown. My siblings
0: to. found a video the other day of one of them and sent it to me. It was rock. Is it Jet?
1: Jet, send yeah, me, some jet, jet me some stuff. Jet, send me some stuff. Jet, send me that now.
0: Are you listening, Jet? Don't send it to him. Don't send it to him. Uh, so, I, yeah, it's in my blood. But I think growing up... When anybody asked you what do you want to be when you grow up, most people usually said one thing. Like Mm. I want to be a firefighter or I want to be an astronaut or whatever. I used to say that I wanted to be the first figure skater female (laughs) president who painted while she was skating because I pictured (laughs) like that paint thing on me. And my whole life, my mom would just say to me, so you want to be an entertainer? And that's what I wanted
1: to be. You were like, no, I want to be a (laughs) figure skating president who (laughs) who is is painting.
0: What don't you understand about that?
1: Very specific hyphens there.
0: But I always knew that I didn't want just one. Um, Mm. So it's not like... If I, it's not like acting is the only thing I want to do and everything else is a means to get there. Right. It's like I really do want to do all of these things. And hosting is something I never knew that I was going to love. I didn't even know it was a job. Right. Who, who knew that hosting was a job? I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't even know. If you had asked me what all these people have in common, like what do Mario Lopez and Maria Menunos and Ryan Seacrest mm-hmm. and Juliana Rancic all have in common? I would have been like, they're all on TV. Right. I wouldn't have even been able to tell you. Right. But that's an occupation because I don't know, it's not actress, singer, dancer I didn't get it.
1: Well, it, it, it's it's part of what the industry still struggles with is we are the future, digital is definitely the future, and, and but we're still we still want to be official we still want to be legitimate in the eyes of people and that's still TV or movies or something like that, like Netflix streaming original movies and TV shows. The TV shows have been accepted, but it's still like, huh, Brad Pitt's putting a movie on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we as a digital, we, we still want to be the big boys. TV's looking at us going, we gotta be like them, but they have too much money and don't know how to do it, and we don't have enough money and are not sure how to do it. So it's just, the industry's in a weird spot. So our jobs didn't exist. It didn't TV fights host three years ago didn't exist. When I first met you, that wouldn't have been a thing.
0: So you couldn't have possibly known that's what you wanted to do right. because it wasn't out there. So I'm so glad that I did find this area, right. And, right. and it's important to me that I hold on to it. But the other things are still important, too. Yeah. And even if that means doing local plays and right, just writing mm. all the time, that to me means that I am getting to live those dreams and getting mm-hmm. to do that stuff. Now, would it be nice— to sell my pilot and to actually be able to make it, right, and have somebody back me so that I don't have to put all of my money into it. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Be nice. We'll see though. I've got I got a lot of life left to live.
1: You do, you do. You got a long way to go, and there's a lot of things to experience. And one of the things I gotta I gotta bring this up mm. because the last time I think you were on, and then when I got to know you initially, you were like. Dating in LA is horrible. I don't do it. And Uh-oh. you and we know I'm not asking for details here, but I've I've watched from afar as you have fully let yourself fall into a wonderful relationship. That's that's trying at times, as they all are. Um, difficult times, as they all are, but fulfilling. And I and I also saw it as part of your maturation and change.
0: So strange, so strange, because I just wasn't that girl. Right. Uh, A lot of girls in their young 20s, um, mid 20s, 30s, whatever it is, if they haven't already found it, are and men, too, of course, are definitely men are looking for love. Like that is something that they are searching for actively,
1: not just cast on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, And I wasn't. I just wasn't. I was thinking about my career. I was thinking about my friendships and my family and my grandparents and how I was going to do all of these things. And I was dating, of course, because that was just kind of part of the routine. Mm. But never seriously. I kind of was known... As being a little bitchy because I didn't, I wasn't <laughs> respecting the people that I was with. I sure. wasn't giving them what they needed, and then ultimately I was ending them things you, because they they were like, "Well, you're not giving me what I need," and I was like, "Well, that's because I don't want to get out of so, here." So it was all like that for a while, um, and that's fine. And I, if and yeah,
1: you're not criticizing that, right?
0: I'm not criticizing that at all. If that's right. if that's what you want, just be upfront with people. Don't you yeah. know? Don't ever pretend you're willing to do something you're not don't pretend that you're going to be in a deep, serious relationship if you have no intention intention. on doing that. Yeah, Uh, Which is why it it was a little bitchy. But I would say straight up, like, I'm never going to be with you. But, like, I think you're fun. And in the meantime, this works.
1: Let's go to Chili's.
0: I love Chili's. Let's do it. So... You know that was just kind of the way it worked, and yeah. then um, I met somebody who I still didn't know right. that was going to happen with. We worked together. It was a little taboo. I had hired him. Mm, uh, oh no! And and I was scared crapless about that. Right. We were really good friends for like a year. And we, I was trying to set him up with some of my friends. And, I remember
1: those days. Yeah, I yeah. was trying to
0: set him up, and he was trying to do the same for me. And then one day, he, we were out at an event, and he was very, very intoxicated. And he went up to Kevin and Maria, my bosses, <laughs> and he said, I love that girl. I'm going to marry her one day. <laughs> and they came running to tell me. And I was like, what? Him? No, we're just friends. What are you talking about? I just set him up with somebody last week. Like... And
1: it kind of took that. Did he just stumble off into the bushes after that? Probably. He
0: literally, like, stumbled over them and said that, which was so... When they came up to me and said that, I was so embarrassed because I was like, these are my bosses. What do they think I'm doing? Like, they've trusted me to hire people. They're probably like, what? What's going on? So, But they were really cool about it. Obviously, they met at work as well. So that was in my corner. But I was just really... I I didn't... My eyes weren't even open to it until they told me that. And then it took took me a couple days to be like huh. I, I said immediately that, Mo, I, this is what happened. I said, Maria said, he said he's going to marry you one day. And I said, oh, that's so weird. He is not my type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, what, talented, good <laughs> good looking, dedicated, that's not your type? And I was like, uh, just like people aren't my type. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just hadn't thought.
1: Humans. Humans. Humans not, aren't my type.
0: Right. So I kind of chilled on that for a couple of days and was yeah. like,
1: Cleared the rig a little bit and thought about it.
0: Didn't quite clear the rig, (laughs) but almost getting there. And was like, huh, I wonder what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then we kept hanging out as friends, but it opened up my mind a little bit. And I started to trust him and understand him more. And he was quirky in all the ways that I was weird. And then one night, it just like clicked for both of us, I guess. And we started dating, but we hid it from everybody.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Completely
0: hit it. Yeah. Am I making the story way too long and complicated? No, 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 You're not. This
1: is fascinating.
0: Um, So fascinating. So we hit it. I thought. Turns out most everybody knew anyway. I'm not very sneaky. Stuff like
1: that is hard to hide,
0: especially when you're with somebody in the same room frequently. Uh,
1: There, yeah. There was, yeah. My situation for a number of years was hidden Mm -hmm. because it had to be job and personal life, and uh, it was hard. A lot of people would just be like. So that's your girlfriend, right? Like, no, what are you talking about? Uh, No,
0: no, I have no No, idea what you mean. And then you you deny too hard.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: what what, what do you mean? So then you stop denying too hard, but then you're not denying enough. I'd
1: laugh. Like, ha, that'd be funny. Ha, they'd be like, oh, I mean, just the way you guys walk together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you can't—there's no switch on humans. You can't, like, turn it on, turn it off like that. Right. So I would like to think I'm a talented actress, but apparently I wasn't fooling many people.
1: It's little—it's little intimacies. Yeah. It's little looks and touches or or it's little things that you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like you said, it has not been without its struggles. I mean, there were some— major, major problems. Sure. There was a week that we spent apart. He Mm -hmm. broke my heart. Yeah. And...
1: Yeah, I remember having to get you through an episode of TV Fights.
0: Yeah. It was awful. I mean, he did one of the worst things that I think, like, somebody could do to somebody. He broke up with me on Mother's Day, and I'm without a mom. Right, right, right. It was fucking horrible, and I never, ever, ever thought I would be back with him, and I never, ever, ever thought I would trust him again. Right. Uh, And then I... Then I did... Because you either decide in life that you're going to do something or you're not. And right. I decided that I was. And and if you make a decision to do something, then that's... What you're gonna do until something says
1: otherwise. That's a that is a wonderful, fascinating, mature adult reaction to it. Yeah, uh, and I love Thank seeing you. it. And and I was there that that particular day. And again, behind inside baseball, it was like we had to like almost prop you up and wipe tears away from your eyes right before we go live on mm-hmm. TV, uh, live on, on on Screen Junkies Plus. And you got through because you're a pro, and that's what I adore about you is you're gonna get through. Even there was that day you were sick. We had a bucket near you. <laughs> you know, like oh, that was a tough. one. That was a tough one. Yep. And we had actually a plan in place that I was going to host the show from the third round on mm-hmm. if you died. Um, but, yeah, to, to, to that, that's how those things work, I think. It, you choose this, this magical fall in love thing that maybe we all kind of get, get lost in. It, it's really about choices and sticking through things. Definitely. Certainly about things that get along and you can find someone who's good for you and find someone who's not good for you. I believe in all that. But once you're there... The work begins. Mm -hmm. And you chose to dig in, grab your shovel, and and we're going to dig some love trenches.
0: And it sucked, and it's hard. Patent
1: pending on love trenches.
0: You should have that one. That's pretty good. Uh, we can make a TV show off that <laughs> Yeah, love trenches. Love trenches. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, you know, when you do something, you make a decision, despite what everybody's telling you. Sure. You know, it, it's not like he cheated on me. It's not like he f- hit me. It's not like he did something that right. is unforgivable. So, but just, despite uh, besides those things, because I'm not saying that anything yeah, like that. that yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody was saying, oh, you know, can you trust him now? Can you—any of these things. Um, and— i made a decision, too. So I did. Right. And luckily, so far, it's been amazing, and I don't think I would have been able to live with myself had I not at least tried it, because I would have been questioning, what if I... Sure. All of these things. Um, And even if things ended tomorrow, it's been the most eye-opening, incredible experience to just... Actually, n- care about somebody that kind of way.
1: Well, that's great to hear. And how much? How much did that factor into some of the decisions we talked at the top of the show? Of some of the changes, like how? How much did that help? Was it? A, maybe it's not as big as a part as it might seem. Or, or does it all uh, find tapestry? The,
0: the timings really coincide, which is strange okay. because I don't think. That it was actually as big of an influence Which, okay. as other people would assume. Um, Certainly from
1: the outside, it was like, because he's a good in shape guy, where I'm like, oh, he's probably grabbing rocks and saying, get in the gym.
0: That's the part that he really helped with. Sure. The actual getting in shape part, Um, I grew up, my dad's a bodybuilder, and right. I grew up going to the gym constantly. Oh, okay, yeah. I hadn't been going to the gym for a while, and when he was like, why don't you come to the gym with me and sign up for my gym, we'll do it together. I was like, oh, that's great. So I actually joined a gym for the first time in seven years living in L.A., hmm. um, and I go without him most of the time. But right. actually signing up, he was like, why don't you sign up for this gym? And I was like, oh, sure. that's great. So that was a huge deal. But when it comes to the drinking and everything like that, he drinks seven nights a week. Really? So, and, and he believes that he has a too big of a drinking problem. Gotcha. Like, um, I don't believe that about him. Sure, he's never mean. He's never like really, really drunk. He just drinks frequently.
1: Right. So
0: you would think I would be drinking more. Right. But I wasn't. Gotcha. So I don't really know.
1: It, 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 I mean, it could have been the changes that you were already starting to make le- led to you sticking in this relationship, or being opening up to mm-hmm. to a, a true understanding of love and relationships. That that it could that could have that could have come first.
0: Right. But I, most people usually assume like, oh wow, yeah. she. She pulled her life more together and probably because of him. And I do think he's been really great and he's been a good influence on a lot of the right. things. Um and when you when you love somebody you like wanna look good and sexy and sure. like just be doing all of these things. Right. But
1: that's why I'm n- not <laughs>
0: It's so not true at all. Um, Look, you got your hair did for me. I,
1: it, that's it love, did. just for you, just for you, kid. So,
0: so it is interesting, yeah. though. It's,
1: yeah, well, and, and good. I'm glad you like highlight the fact that you're you taking some credit for your yourself, and not again, not that he didn't help, but yeah, from the outside, and I certainly didn't assume that it was suddenly you're in this relationship and Roxy's getting serious about life. You already were serious and everything, so I could see. But that's what I was curious from the outside looking in of it. it was it just happened at the same time? One kind of helped the other, and vice versa. Um, but it's worked out. Right. And that's what's important. You would. You definitely. Number one probably wouldn't have been in that spot to to get dumped and take and go back to someone. You wouldn't have even been to that dump part. You, oh, no. Your old, the old Roxy, the one I probably knew two years ago would have been like, F you, I'm out. V- fuck you. Like, yeah.
0: that's, that was all I knew how to say to anybody in business, in relationships, <laughs> in my family, anybody Turn who did... Turn the red
1: light in the studio on. Literally
0: anybody who did anything that offended me or hurt me or right. anything, I had one response, and that was fuck you. Mm. It wasn't ever like I'm devastated. It wasn't ever like... Oh, let's talk this out. It was fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Right. That was just like uh, what I had. That's all I had to give.
1: That was that East Coast moxie.
0: Yeah. Um. And I have more now to give yeah. than that. I have Let's Talk About This. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have... Why did you do that? I have that hurt my feelings you know I'm, my my language is
1: it is that is such a key thing. I am so bad with conflict in that regard, where I just let it stew and then I explode and it 's over, or I just immediately especially when it comes to women if situations if i if something goes wrong, my immediately thought is. You know what? You're right. I'm going to go jump off a bridge. I'll be out of your life. Don't worry. My apologies Mm -hmm. for being in it in the first place. And they're usually over there going, what are you talking about? Like, no, we're just like you were stupid for a second. Let's talk about it. I'm like, "Uh, I'll see you. I'll write you in the winters. And and so I have to learn even my age to be like, all right, got to communicate something more than I'm sorry or F you.
0: Uh, growing up you always heard communication is key and right. I was always like fuck you. Like <laughs> I, what, is that, what does that even mean? Yeah. But it is so true and so imperative that you learn that everybody communicates differently. Right. And the way you communicate can actually really put people off or you know Imagine like, that. Because if some if I got in a fight with you and you turned to me and you said fuck you I'd be like oh okay we're cool." like we I good. get his language. So right. but if I had said that to Somebody else, they might be like, uh, 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 wh- "Oh, why?" Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's that. That's definitely something about moving from the east coast to the west coast that you had to learn. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, baby! People don't act the same. You can't be definitely. as aggressive to definitely. people out here.
1: <laughs> you get unless you're not clearing the rig and then yes. you can be aggressive to them on the internet. Bro, bro. Well, again, it's been fascinating to watch what's happened with you. It's not just someone growing up. You've, I think you already had grown up because of circumstances in your life. It made you older than you were. Um, but to, to watch someone get serious and do it in such a great professional manner in a town full of crazy people and a town full of people who feel they're owed a lot of stuff just for showing up. Uh, Just for getting the job or just being asked, uh, you continue to uh, exceed your own expectations, which is one of the the best things I find in watching you week after week from that stupid couch. Thank you. Um,
0: You have a very good way of making me feel good about myself and okay about this industry and everything (laughs) I'm doing
1: it's hard it's hard and it's a it's a weird time to be entertaining and talking about batman's cape when the when a lot of people think the world's on fire and the world is on fire and all that kind of stuff it's a weird time we're and we gotta offer some distractions but also kind of be who we are um and yeah you're doing a great job you're doing a great job thank you i hope you clear that damn
0: rig me too i'm gonna keep practicing i'm uh, gonna do you guys proud
1: you're gonna you're gonna do us proud now um if you don't mind, I got some questions from some some fans out there, some oh, listeners. Yeah. Bring it um, on. We uh, we put this to on my Patreon page, which if you're a, f- a supporter, I humbly thank you. If you're not already, do consider. We got some interesting uh, rewards out there for you to be part of the show. Some people want to ask some questions, um, and um, we asked some of these of Joe Starr as well, which was a couple weeks ago. Um, but there's some for you too. Uh, my supporter with the name Just Some European Guy. Hmm. Uh, He asked, to Roxy specifically, an achievement you are really proud of, but don't talk about it because it's either stupid or irrelevant to you. Do you have a special special skill? I know you like to steal whiskey glasses from bars. That's not so much of an achievement. It's just a trait.
0: Achievement I'm really proud of. Yeah. uh, hmm. I think I I talked a little bit on this show, but maybe not, but this is a specific thing, about... When I dropped out of school and I started working at the children's hospital, did I tell you? Yeah, about Yeah, but that? but go into refresher list. Um, and I'll never forget that there. I I dropped out of school and I went to work at the children's hospital in Boston um, as a volunteer because I woke up one day and decided that I wasn't doing what I needed to do and I wasn't helping anybody and I just I kind of was in. Uh, I don't know, something opened my eyes, and I was like, how am I in this little Newton Jewish white affluent town bubble, and I don't know anybody, whatever. So um, I started working there, and my first day at work there, I met a girl, uh, a girl, she was very young, probably like six or seven, and she had been at the hospital for three weeks, and she hadn't spoken, not one word, Mm. Um, and she had been alone, hadn't had a single visitor. Nobody had come to see her, and they sent me in to hang out with her, and I remember that she was so cold and so sad and just mm-hmm. what, hadn't been talking at all, like, just, you know, didn't want to play, and I went to see her every single day for two weeks and got her to say her first words, oh, wow. and that, to me, was like, okay okay, you're doing something that actually matters and that you can actually affect people's lives. Um, Yeah, that was a huge moment in my life. And I never talk about it. Um, Her name was Nevea, which is heaven backwards. And she, from that point on, I was like the only person she would communicate with. And anytime she wanted to talk to the nurse or anything. And... Um, well, that's, yeah, I remember, I always remember that.
1: that. I don't think you shared that story in detail. And that's, uh, that's an accomplishment that is definitely not stupid or irrelevant. Yeah. Definitely not. That's a, that's a great moment.
0: I just think of it. When you think about accomplishments, I had a lot of industry ones too, but as a human, something that yeah. kind of started changing the course of my life.
1: There's those little moments when that's you actually good. affect somebody. Yeah, that's good. Tim Van Nulen asks, and we talked about you being a writer, and we asked Joe Starr this question. He had some great answers because he's a writer as well. Ever had a good story idea for a books, movie, TV show in your case, but never continued with it that you'd still like to do?
0: Hmm, yeah, I have so many ideas. Yeah? Yeah. Um, <sighs> I really think that there I really think that there should be a show like an HBO style every session. A
1: gritty HBO It's gritty HBO ten episodes. Yeah, ten episodes,
0: hour long. But I can't believe that there aren't more shows that focus on mermaids. This is such a <laughs> it's such a weird
1: one, but like mermaids. Kind of, I was not expecting that word to come out of your mouth. At no, that
0: mermaids kind of fascinate me, and okay. I've always because they say write what you know, and I don't and know, you know shit about mermaids. I was going to say you so know mermaids. I've written okay. about Greek life. I've written sure. about you know illness and cancer and working with young people and being a Girl Scout. I've r- written. I've written. I've written so many things, but mermaids, man. That's (laughs) that's in my brain. And one day it will be on the pages because there's something there. Those bitches are strange. And they have a story. And it's not really out there. A a little bit, a little (laughs) bit, you know, like with the mermaids. Mm
1: -hmm. um, Little Mermaid movie. but Little
0: Mermaid or like in um, what's with um, Pocahontas. No, no, no. um, uh, Tiger Lily. uh, Peter Pan. Uh Like they got the mermaids too in the lagoons.
1: Sure. But there's you
0: like a greedy, well, the mermaids, we have to caddy to each other and stuff. So. This
1: season on HBO's Mermaids.
0: That's, yeah, that definitely was not something I was planning on sharing
1: No, today. that is great. <laughs> I think you should copyright that and get writing on that right away. These
0: are good questions. Neither of these two things are things I think I've ever spoken yeah. about out loud. So,
1: um, Jonas Bergen asks, uh, what is your spirit animal?
0: Uh, I have a shirt that says whiskey is my spirit animal. Does, I think that, does that
1: count? I think that counts.
0: And this is a really unpopular thing to say, super unpopular, but like I'm not a huge animal person. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're mermaids. They're cool.
1: You're not. You're not okay.
0: In the same way that I don't really like babies. Like,
1: oh yeah, that's good.
0: If it's, if, <laughs> it's good. If it's mine, like my dogs or whatever, I love and they're so amazing. So you've had animals. Yes, in your and life. I love the animals I've had. I love them.
1: How do you? But you, you work around Maria Menounos.
0: Yes, and I love her animals too. The ones that I like. She's I'm like a fleet of animals. Benny and Baby and Winnie yeah. and yeah, they're incredible. But. Uh, It's because I'm with them all the time. If it's just, like, an animal walking in the street, I'm like, okay...
1: Oh. You don't stop for fluffy Everybody's dogs.
0: Everybody's like, look at the dog, look at the dog, look at the dog. I'm like, hello, do- hello there, dog, hello. And <laughs> Then you move
1: on with your life. Yes. So whiskey is your spirit so, animal.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay. do, do I have a spirit animal? No, Can you I don't know.
1: Them? I don't really have one either. I'll, you don't have one? I always answer ferret because I love ferrets, but I don't know if that's my spirit animal. You love ferrets? I love ferrets. Yeah, I do love ferrets. I had a couple. Well, I didn't have a couple. My ex-girlfriend had them, and then I helped her raise them for a while.
0: That's the thing. You answer what you love, but is yeah. that, are you a ferret? I I'm
1: not, a, I'm not a ferret, no. I
0: don't think of you as a ferret.
1: What kind of animal is self loathing?
0: Mm, sloth?
1: Uh, sloth? I'll take sloth.
0: I don't think you are a sloth, but I feel like sloths are sloth, self-loathing. Sloths
1: are to me. Yeah. That's similar to me. I'll take a it. A
0: lot of people say I'm a honey badger.
1: Oh, uh, honey badger don't give no fuck. Yeah, honey badger don't
0: give a fuck. Yeah.
1: So, so maybe that that's might my be spirit animal? That might be it. Okay. Eh,
0: but, uh, whiskey whiskey flavored honey fun. badgers. Uh, not that I'm eating the honey badger, I'm not.
1: No, okay. no, no, no. Ulrich asks, if you could fight any celebrity, if you're choosing, who would it be and why? Now, for you, I'm going to... With Joe, we made this specific to TV fights, movie fights. And I, I want to know if on TV fights who you could get to, uh, to fight against, not just host. But I also want to know what celebrity would you like to fight? Because I think in a barroom brawl, you'd be pretty good.
0: Okay, well, physically fight, yeah. the answer would be Mila Kunis. Oh great! Because cause she's a she's a b i t c h.
1: She my ex girlfriend. The same one that had ferrets. Went to high school with her, and uh, my ex girlfriend actually shoulder checked her into the lockers.
0: She's a mean girl.
1: Yeah, she's a mean girl.
0: Yeah, she's a mean girl. So yeah. I've had some less than favorable experiences with her. Okay, so you want to uh, you want to get down and dirty? Yeah, by her. but you can't just do that. So I would like to. Um, in this, <laughs> yeah, we're not fantasy. saying this is going
1: to happen. This is a fantastical question.
0: Yeah, um, and then for TV fights. It's so crazy because I feel like all the major celebrities don't watch that much television. They're all like, right. oh, but I haven't seen anything. So I, I, maybe I just pick somebody whose butt I could kick. Somebody who, like,
1: <laughs> I don't on, know. On, on movie you know, fights, you, of course. You know who talks yeah. about TV
0: yeah. all of the time? Who? Obama. Obama so. is watching Scandal Left yeah, and Right. Yeah. Obama's, I would I would watch to bring uh, Obama in.
1: That's one of my favorite things is he watched the first season of True Detective and, and tweeted about it. And yeah. Al- Alexander Daddario was like, guys, the president's seen my boobs. Like <laughs> I love that moment. So, yeah. Okay. So, Obama for TV fights. Because he would be
0: such a respectful fighter and I would be like, like no, no. <laughs> and he would just be Obama about it.
1: I, I would endorse that. Yeah. I might. I'd like to come back to fact to check. Fact check? Sorry, Billy Business. You're invited. I'd like to come fact check that show.
0: You are very invited. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great, Those are great answers. That, those are great answers there. Thank so, you. Um, uh, thank you to the uh, fans out there who responded with some great questions there for Roxy and for Joe Star in the first episode back. Did um, Joe have
0: better answers than no, me.
1: Joe had? He's really uh, good. Joe had great answers too. Shit, Joe's but you, good. you, yeah, Joe starts the best. Your co-host on Flash and Friends.
0: Yeah, um, I, he's I t- good.
1: He's good. He's a good man. He's a good man. I told him at this when I interviewed him. I was very jealous he could spend time with my ex-work wife, but now I realize. We're still, still,
0: still. I didn't sign shit.
1: Okay, paperwork didn't get to you. Mm-hmm. That's good, Roxy. As always, it is a pleasure to have you in studio. Uh, I still want to have uh, Ken and Roxy in the morning. Our radio show. Me too. Still got to make that happen. What
0: will we talk about?
1: We'll figure it out. Okay. Put that on your list of things to do. Clearing the rig. Uh, writing your stories. You
0: bring the mimosas. Uh,
1: mimosas, and we'll do Ken and Roxy in the morning. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, it is. Uh, I. 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 I, I Talk on and on by my admiration for you. To people, who actually get sick of it, um, but screw them. You're the best. You're the best. And so glad you got to come back to Netflix Files. Won't be the last time. Uh, get you on uh, my other show, Life Rank. We'll rank some things in life. Cool. Maybe celebrities that you want to fist fight. We'll do that. Yeah, I had uh, an
0: answer for that one. Way too. Quick. Way
1: too. That answer was in your eyes. <laughs> answer was in yeah. your eyes. It's always, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Where can they follow you in all your uh, shows and everything you're doing?
0: You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer, and that way I don't have to plug all of my shows. You'll just know where I am if you follow me on Twitter. She
1: is there. So that is that. So uh, until next time, make sure you follow the Knapsack Files on Facebook. Like it there. Follow me at Ken Knapsack. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Like I said, the Patreon page is out there if you're uh, interested in that. Humbly thanks to uh, all those. uh hum- Thanks to all those who have supported me as well. Uh, We'll be back uh, with some more exciting guests in the weeks to come here on the Knapsack Files.